last few podcasts, I have kind of focused um, on conflict, the steps leading up to conflict to kind of be more specific. So I talked about the importance of what I call the invitation to a conversation, as well as the front load. So, you know, really adding context, positivity, um, ownership, uh, really seeing everything that's going on, and then stating a feeling and a need. Then I talked about validation, and I'm going to talk a lot more about validation um, in episodes to come. But I also wanted to, in this episode, really talk about conflicts can and should be connecting if we do it in a way that is effective that is using compassionate communication we can actually learn more about one another and then our willingness capacity maybe capacity growth to come towards one another and compromise that is what conflict can and should be unfortunately from a young age what we learn about conflict what's modeled for us what we see in our family of origin in the home that we grew up in um, potentially the community that we grew up in the school environment in which we were raised in brought up in uh, a lot of you know kind of like uh, how do I say we're kind of in this conflict of what we're hearing versus what we're uh, seeing you know a lot of people are telling us oh don't hit or uh, don't raise your voice or apologize or you know all these you know just things that we're saying but then what we're witnessing is really often violent communication name calling um physical violence we might be seeing um you know in our schools or in our communities and so that's what we're seeing and we're often also seeing that or like kind of this uh, this concept of what we're learning is right and wrong you know and, and winning and losing So in conflict, we are positioned where someone is right and someone is wrong. We're also in the position that someone uh, will lose and someone will win. And when we start out in in those positions with those belief systems, we already are in trouble. We're not going to get very far. So my goal in this episode is to flip the script on conflict and get you to view it in a different way and hopefully start to engage in it in a different way. So I was in a session and talking to, I think I was doing um, an individual session uh, with one of the members of a couple, which I do with using the Gottman method. I do an individual session uh, with each person and the couple at the beginning of the intake session. 
so we're talking and we're talking about conflict and we were talking about um you know kind of the pattern that that her and her partner are in when it comes to conflict and she said well yeah I mean I'd I'd never get into a fight that I can't win and I was like oh okay well let's stop here (laughs) and let's investigate that that a little bit further and where that comes from and how when that is the belief system that it's a a conflict is a a win or lose situation then yeah we've already we've already lost the relationship is lost because when that is what is happening when someone has to lose that means somebody has to basically concede to something they don't agree with they're just agreeing to get out of a situation that's going to set them up for further disconnection in the in the future because they're agreeing about something again they don't agree with but they really just want this conflict to end um or if they don't the the partner's just gonna keep going keep going again if we're looking at it from this lens of a win and lose we'll keep having conflict until we can find something that we might be able to win. You know, I have another uh, client who that's very often how the conversations would go. Uh, The minute that they felt cornered, that they were, their position or their, what they maybe needed to do was validate, you know, that they had done something that had hurt their partner, but instead what would typically happen was a whole new topic would get thrown out. Well, what about this? You know, and so finally I said, where are we going? (laughs) What's happening? We, you know, we get to this little spot and it's like, you know, a a cat's cornered and then something else is getting thrown out. And she's like, well, maybe I'm just hoping that one of these I can win. So there's this like feeling of powerlessness. And so winning a conflict makes us feel, feel powerful. You know, that could very, very much come from how we were raised in this, in the households where parents are, you know, the authority. And if there's pushback on by kids, very often the parents win because Maybe their voice is louder or they have the authority and so they've like quote unquote won that argument. So that's often what we're coming into these relationships with, not to mention just what we witnessed between our parents. If our parents were still married or if they were remarried, what did we see? Did we see screaming and yelling, slamming of doors? but never really any processing? Did we see a lot of cold, uh, tense, filled moments in like the kitchen? (laughs) Um, Did you see no conflict? So it's like, okay, so what I saw is kind of what I know to be normal. And so I also might, if I saw a ton of conflict, might be like avoid it at all costs. Somebody starts yelling at me, I shut down. So it's just really like understanding, okay, well, what kind of conflict did I grow up in? Because that really helps us understand how we engage in conflict now, how we cope during conflict, if we avoid conflict, how we cope when when we feel stress. 
right? When we start to feel like overwhelmed, the feelings, because maybe we felt that way in our home when our parents started having conflict. We got to understand what our view of conflict is, what our belief system around conflict is, and then are you willing to shift and change it? Because very likely what you know of conflict, what you saw of conflict was uh, not the most effective way to have conflict. Because first of all, again, we go back to conflict's bad. And if we have conflict in relationships, the relationship is shit. And typically it's just the way that you're having conflict is shit. If you can figure out a way to have conflict where everybody feels heard and understood and and validated and respected and honored, trusted. Like, can you imagine what that would be like? But often we don't want to do that because you know what we have to give up? We have to also give up this kind of concept of winning and losing, having the last word, saying something mean, just to say something mean fighting unfair just to fight unfair right that's what we have to give up we have to be able to you know check our ego sometimes and recognize yeah that wasn't maybe cool and I can see how that would be really taken in that manner especially with our history Absolutely. I don't want you to feel that way. We have to figure this out because this isn't this isn't good for either one of us. I mean, think about if that was how you responded to somebody who brought to you a vulnerability and a feeling and and an ask for something to be different and you responded in that way or you were responded to in that way. It's incredible how much time we save when we do that too. Because then it's like, oh. And we have to get used to that also of like, oh, uh, oh, you're not, okay, we're not going to battle. I don't have to keep coming with my evidence and like my supporting, you know, documentation you're going to validate my feelings. So that sometimes is hard too. To just be able to say, oh, okay, oh, well, awesome. (laughs) And then be okay with letting it go instead of, well, I've kind of been activated and I'm upset, so now I need to stay upset. Especially if our partner's willing to validate us. So again, really looking around, like, what are we attached to within conflict? You know, sometimes it's if our partner has said something and we're already maybe even in a bad mood. And so now we're flooded and we're frustrated and we're mad. And they, like, pretty instantly are able to be like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Own it. Validate it apologize, all of the things that we're looking for, that sometimes it's like, well, I'm mad. So now I have to find a reason to be mad. And so even though my partner apologized, I'm still going to come at them because I have this like energy that I want to release. And we'd have to give that up. 
we'd be like, of course I want to give this up, Beth. Oh my God. Bullshit. You say you do. (laughs) But pay attention. I want you to pay attention. It's harder to give that stuff up. Sometimes it's so automatic. We don't even realize it's happening. I mean, I do a ton of meditation and I find myself in moments where I can't, I can't get out of them. I know how I need to stop and I need to be quiet. And I still have to try to get the last word in. Doesn't happen often, but it still does happen. And that's, for me, my final, like, I need to release that. The last word. Everybody else is in the wrong but me. I am the victim. But I am the victim, and at that same time, Beyonce, great line, I am also the villain. Because I am treating everyone like crap. That's what I have to let go of. That's the piece of conflict I'm still trying to navigate that would, again, save time and inflict less pain on those around me. So what are you not willing to give up? Or even as as you're listening to this, hearing like, oh shit, yeah, I don't like giving that part up. I like having the last word. Or um, I like being staying mad. I want everyone to know I'm mad. You know, what is it? Because that's really where we need to start. And then we need to say, okay, so Beth was saying conflict is connecting. What does that even mean? So back to, it's in the setup. We invite the person to a conversation. We front load our complaint complaint with context, with positivity, with ownership, uh, with you know, just beauty, flowers, you know, flower that up. That's kind of the start of we are setting everything up. And in our mind, we know this is because we're trying to feel connected. Now, if I'm the partner that was invited to the conversation, I need to prepare myself. I've been My partner has uh, informed me what they would like to talk about, has asked for this conversation. So I am well aware of the triggers that come up for me in this particular conversation. So I need to be mindful and maybe kind of write them down, think it through, uh, go back to my goal is to understand. Like when my partner brings something up, it is not a, I mean, they're, Usually bringing up a complaint has something to do with me. But it doesn't then need to become about you. We are turning towards our partner with the empathy. And we're trying to understand why this is a painful experience or it was a hurtful comment or there's been a lack of appreciation and how that, you know, impacts you so deeply or how it's familiar to your family of origin when we are sharing that stuff with each other versus blaming and you did this and you know this about me and how could you and those are you know questions that we're throwing out where it's not we're not looking for an answer because the question should really be a feeling and if we could break it you know bring the the heat down around it 
which we do again with that invitation to the conversation. The goal in conflict, I'm going to be repetitive here, is to, you know, understand, deepen your connection, move the needle on something that, you know, might be foundationally challenging for you as a couple, to feel supported, even when there's, you know, disagreement and you know, areas where there is not alignment, maybe in that shared meaning system. If we are not approaching it from curiosity and understanding, but instead from winning and losing, uh, right and wrong, we will spend a lot of our time <laughs> in conflict, whether that is active conflict, resentment, um, silent treatments, uh, disconnection, all of it. We will waste all of that time that could have been spent asking questions, understanding, um, you know, recognizing, creating the opportunities to further learn about our partner instead of being almost so um, fearful of those differences that those differences are now wrong and I am right and all the conflicts will be in, in those veins from the right and wrong, good and bad, blame. It's the number one thing I want to have couples walk away from after they uh, are no longer using my therapy services. So whether that's they've graduated or for any reason, if they left with a different understanding of conflict and they have at least incorporated some tools that we have talked about, then I am stoked. I feel as though therapy um, had success. You know, I hear people say, you know, is, it, is therapy successful, Beth? Do you see people getting better? And yes, I do. I do. And that doesn't always mean the relationship continues. But I do see very frequently couples who are able to manage conflict so much better that they have saved so much time which has then allowed them to create uh, opportunities for positive connection um, for asking questions for deepening uh, their intimacy for more opportunities for physical intimacy for affection because you're not sitting in all of that resentment and negativity because you're able to get through it you cannot get through it with the attitude of I'm right and you're wrong because someone will always be either apologizing when they don't really feel that they should be. And then we have a power control dynamic that we really just don't want <laughs> because it will add to this way of having conflict. You know, sometimes if 
if one person doesn't feel like they have a lot of influence or agency or say in how the combined life is lived, then they will hold on to very silly kind of small things. And sometimes that's how, we, how it, it will come out in conflict. And it's because it's the only place where some level of power so that might be in the parenting department or in, in literally how the conflict comes out. So we really need to pay attention to that as well. Again, what will we have to give up in order for our conflict to be more compassionate, more effective, uh, healthier, uh, connecting all the things that I have said? What would you have to give up in how you engage in conflict and how you think about conflict and your belief system about conflict and even kind of exploring um you know kind of your past self and how you've shown up in conflict so we need to start there we need to change our our view of conflict we don't want to be scared of it because if we're not engaging in conflict it means that we're not talking about our our deepest fears, our deepest wishes, our hopes, our vulnerabilities. Um, we're not sharing that with our partner. And what that often means is that opens up windows to share with somebody else. So we really need to think about conflict as like a bid for connection. If I am bringing something up, it means I am still invested in this relationship. I still am like have hope that we can make things better. And when someone is bringing that to us, we need to like hold that with the softest of hands. Like, oh wow, somebody is coming to me. They have to be scared. It is scary to bring up uh, a vulnerable feeling, a negative feeling, uh, a need, a desire, a wish to somebody. It is so scary. So we need to take that and be like, oh my God, they're sharing this with me. This is going to be hard to hear. But I need to be able to hold space, listen, validate, understand, ask questions, be curious. Problem solve together once, we, once we've done all that of how do we make this better. How it, how it might be challenging for me, the person who has just received this, this gift of can we work on this part of our relationship? Can we see it as a gift? It is very hard to see it as a gift when it gets thrown at you out of nowhere. Full of criticism or contempt or tone. Yeah, that's, that's not going to <laughs> produce what I am talking about. Having all of these other steps in place so that we are approaching it uh, like together knowing it's going to be a challenging conversation but it doesn't have to be damaging violent in the way that we speak to each other hurtful it can be hard and uncomfortable but connecting at the same time we just have to believe it try it 
practice it because the more you practice it and the more you see that actually happening, the more you're willing to engage in it that way. So take some time. Pen to paper always works best for me. How do I engage in conflict? What are, you know, my triggers? What are, you know, do I have the belief system of winning and losing? Be honest. How can I step into uh, having conflict that feels more connecting? How do I get that belief system of this is a gift? What will it take for me to start to look at it that way? And can I start incorporating the other tools, such as invitation to a conversation, front-loading, right? Really spending time on how do I validate? What do I need to better understand about validation? Research it. I have a lot of videos uh, on this topic because, again, game changer, a game-changing tool when it comes to conflict, So this is all about shifting our mindset, changing our belief system, and then beginning the process of engaging in conflict in a much more effective, healthy, and sometimes fun, (laughs) sometimes fun way. All right. Aloha. Aloha.